and our hearts and our minds to praise our God. Whatever, whatever that is. We're going to praise our God with all we've got. Because He's worthy. He is good. Yeah. Amen, church. Amen. All right. Let's do this. Chains are broken. Chains are broken. You have spoken. It is finished on the cross. Now I'm living in your freedom. Jesus, you have set me free.
see you. Let's pray, shall we? Father, it's awesome to gather together this morning in the name of Jesus. And I thank you for such a great country that we can come together without any issues. Lift up the name of Jesus. And this morning, Lord, we turn our attention to you. We just take a a moment to put our week down, maybe even put our morning down. Just push it to the left and push it to the right. We turn our attention to you, that you would be honoured, that you would be lifted up. We come here to praise you, to worship you. I pray this morning too, Holy Spirit, that every person would have a tangible sense of being in the presence of God, of meeting with you, and that you'll plant seeds of hope, you'll plant seeds of peace, you'll plant seeds of destiny in people's lives today in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, it is great to see you. Take say hello to a couple of people, actually, as you take a seat. You know, spin around a couple of times. Great to have you here. If you're visiting with us this morning, great to have you. I hope you feel you can relax and you feel encouraged today. Can I encourage you as you leave, if you're visiting out the doors on the to the right of the door, you go out the door and to the right, there's some tables there with white bags on it. There's information in there uh, for you about the church if you'd like it and, and who we are and what's happening around the place. So Take a bag, you're most welcome to. It's a free coffee card and different things in there too. But church, can we welcome our guests this morning, please? Great to have you here. It is also great to have Steve McCracken with us all the way from Melbourne. And we'll be hearing from him shortly. Wonderful to have Steve with us. So that's good. Hey, there's a couple of things I just need to draw your attention to. Um, quickly. Ladies, girls day up. This is the last week for early bird registration. So you've got to get in there, get in there quick. I already know that some of the electives are gone. They're sold out. You don't have those options anymore. So the longer, longer you wait, the less options you have. And uh, But this is going to be phenomenal. And it's for you, ladies. No blokes, just ladies. It's for you. It's going to be phenomenal. She is courageous is the uh, theme. I've seen all the work going into it. You are going to have an absolutely wonderful time there. So make sure you get 
your registrations done today. Um, I believe they can register online if, as well, eh? So you could do it when you go home, but just make sure you do it today. How do they do it online? Church website. Complicated. Flag online. Do it before you leave. Oh, look in your e-news. It's all there. It'll tell you. Um, and if you're not on the e-news, make sure you send your uh, email to the office. Then you will be on the e-news and you'll know everything. Uh, there is a men's breakfast next Saturday morning, 7.15. It would be great to see all the blokes there. That'll be great. And make sure, please, if you're not, you're part of a, an Activate group. Life group, they used to be called. Cell groups before that. Small groups. Activate group these days. But that's where life happens together. That's where pastoral care happens. That's where, you know, you need to be part of a group. And... Um, I'm on a mission this year to push back on consumerism in faith. It's, it's not okay. I searched the Bible and I can't find it anywhere. And um, we've got to push back on it. And one of the ways to push back is that you get really connected with your faith family, that you do life together, that we do life together. And so, you know, for the best, um, if you come to church once, a fortnight or three weeks, there's no way you can do that. So there's a few things that are happening. Get into the life group, um, activate groups, be part of that. Also from March, we're trying an experiment. We're starting a Wednesday night gathering. It looks like it'll be at 7pm at this stage. And uh, that's on Wednesday nights. And that's going to be especially, if you cannot make it on the weekend, if you work or if you know people that would love to be in church, but they work on Sundays and they, they can't be here and join with us, we're going to try a two-month experiment and see if we can actually help make it just that little bit easier for people. And um, so that's Wednesday nights. That's coming up. So that and life groups, that'll be really good. Who's had a birthday or a wedding anniversary? Sophia. Sophia has had a birthday. Where are you going to go? You're so keen. Come and stand with me. Quick, quick, quick. Awesome. Kelvin, you had a birthday. Happy birthday. Any other wedding anniversaries? or the, We were flooded in the first gathering. There were people everywhere. Birthday. Happy birthday. Have a chocolate. Wedding anniversary. Great. Very good. Yeah, help yourself. Take two. If it was a big one, I'd make you share it, but two. That's all right. Everyone needs. How many? Fifteen. Well done. Congratulations. Fifteen years married. That's good. That's excellent. Stay here. We're going to pray God's blessing. Church, would you like to stand? We have the privilege this morning to declare God's blessing over all of these people. So let's go. Father, thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, favour, prosperity and protection over them this year. Activate your love and goodness through each one. In Jesus' name, amen. How about giving them a big hand? Happy birthday, happy wedding anniversary. It's great. Oh, Wendy, you didn't come for another chocolate. Well, where's Ray? Ray's ditched you. Where's he gone? He's on the coffee machine. Yeah, we had a slight issue. He's waving to us. How about just turning around and waving to Ray? Oh, Ray, you've disappeared. Everyone's waving at you. Where did you go? 
Here he comes. Now he's here. Wave again. Ray and Wendy celebrated their 32nd wedding anniversary this year. So that's this week. <laughs> this year. <laughs> this week. That is pretty cool. That's excellent. Well, I um, have a little problem on my sheet of paper here. I can't find when I'm meant to send the children out. Now? Now. See you later. Have a great time. Enjoy yourselves. Thank you, leaders. By the way, we still need some more leaders to make children's ministry hum, and um, you could be that person. So don't discount it. Fantastic opportunity to sow into the lives of young people. Thank you, Caleb and Tyre. All right, church, we're going to continue in our worship today. So if you'd like to stand, I'd quickly like to do something before we get into worship. And in the first service, Pastor Sheridan got everyone to put their calves on the back of their seat. And I thought it was so cool because um, the, the, the idea behind it was you have your calf on the, on the seat and you step forward and it's a step of faith. And also I think that it's a step of, of being bold and being expectant for what God's going to be doing today. Because every Sunday God does something so awesome. And so I think today as a church, we should put our calves on the back of the seat and we should step out in faith that God's going to do something really incredible in each and every single one of us. Because when we have that expectancy, God's going to do something. All right, so as a church, let's step forward. Lord, I thank you so much that you are good. Father, I thank you that you love us so much. And then it just goes way beyond than anything that we ever know. Lord, I just pray that each and every single one of us will have our hearts open to what you're going to be doing this morning. Lord, that we're expectant for something to happen, little or small, Father. If we've come here today for a healing or a breakthrough or anything, God, that you just meet us. Father, show us. Lord, have your way. We give this time to you.
worship you, Lord. Come on, start to speak out, start to sing out. Can we worship you, Lord? Worship you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Here we worship you, Lord. Yeah, don't stop. Don't stop, people. Let this place be filled with praise. Yeah, yeah. We exalt you, most high God. Almighty, there's no one like you, not like you, undefined, you're unfailing, you're undefeated, unchanging, all in all, victorious. It's the love of Jesus. I'm defied, undefined, unfailing, undefeated. Unchanging, all in all, overall, victorious, it's the love of Jesus for you, for you took the cross, when no hope had been lost, and no power could stand in the way of your love. Stronger than a thousand seas, your love, your love is constant through the seasons, closer than the 
unrestrained, unrestrained, unrivaled, and unashamed. Your love unbridled, all in all, invincible. God, your love can never fail. For you took the cross where no hope had been lost and no power could stand in the way of your love. Your love is higher than the gate, stronger than a thousand seas. Your love, your love is constant through the seasons, closer than the air I breathe. Oh, you are great. You are mighty, God. You are awesome. You are worthy. Praise you, Lord. Sing how great, how awesome. How how strong, how awesome is our God. I stand in awe of the never-failing love of Jesus. How great, how strong. I stand in awe of you. I stand in awe of you. I stand in awe of you. We stand in awe of you. We stand in awe of you. We stand in awe of you. Oh Lord, we gaze upon you, seated high, enthroned above every circumstance. We gaze upon you. We consider your love poured out for us on the cross and just moving all the time, going all the time, never failing, unrestrained, unbridled, unashamed love, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Let's sing this chorus one more time. Your love. And then we'll declare how great is our God. And we're going to do that with everything we've got. We're going to do that with everything we've got. Come on. Let's worship our God. Your love. Sing in your love. Your love. Sing it out. Your love. Your love is constant through the sea. Closer than the air I breathe Your love Your love Is higher than the heavens Stronger than a thousand seas Your love Your 
the seasons closer than come on let's declare the greatness of our God how great how strong Fantastic words, aren't they? How great, how strong, how awesome. Fantastic. Imagine doing life without that hope. Hey, that's a miserable existence. Miserable existence. I was talking to someone the other day and they said, you know, they think Christians turn their minds off when they become Christians. They turn their minds off. I reckon you've got to have your mind turned off not to be a Christian. I was, I was out last week. I spent the night with my brother on the boat in the Hauraki Gulf and we sat at night, we were looking at the stars. There, were just, there wasn't a cloud in the sky, just stars everywhere. You could kind of see the Milky Way. We were tucked in this little reserve place and the birds were loud. And I said to him, this evolution is awesome. <laughs> think how thick can you be not to steer your praise toward God every sign says there is a loving compassionate God isn't there and we get to worship him man that's cool anyway we're going to listen to Steve yeah no I'm done you're going to come it is really awesome to have Steve with us so stay on your feet and um, obviously if you've been around a little while we've been journeying with Steve now for a number of years we receive him as a prophet not as a guest speaker Okay, we receive him as a prophet. We're expecting that. And one of the lessons I've learned about when you spend time with the prophet is you don't wait for them to say, thus saith the Lord. In fact, he may not say, thus saith the Lord, because he doesn't talk like that. But um, you listen to every word that comes out of a prophet's mouth saying, Lord, are you speaking to me? Are you saying something to me at this time? And we receive him in that manner. And it's great doing, it's great journeying in life with Steve. We've, um, as I said, been on the journey for a few years now. And uh, we've got a few more to go. So it's just, it's great being on a journey with people like this and friends like him. He's itching to go now, so I'm just filling the words in because it's, I can see him suffering. <laughs> Why don't you give him a big hand as he comes? 
morning, morning, morning. How are we going in the wonderful land of the All Blacks? You might say that's funny coming from you with a Aussie Kiwi mixed accent. I didn't say you could sit down. You can't sit down. I'm standing up. No, you can sit down if you want. That's okay. Actually, stand up. Now, come on. Yeah, come on. Come stand, stand up. Stand up. Stand, I'll let you sit down in a moment, I promise. But uh, you good? Yeah, so good to be back again. I feel an expectation in the house, and God says your expectation will not be disappointed. A lot of people come to church, leave church, and how was church? I was okay. They didn't go expecting for it to be anything but okay, and then they're disappointed. Your expectation will not be disappointed. How many people came to Jesus and He knew everything and yet He says, what do you want me to do for you? So let me ask you a question. What do you want Him to do for you today? Your expectation will not be disappointed. And when I was standing in worship, I felt God say, thus saith the Lord. No, He didn't. I'm just joking. Just, just, just settle down. Um, and I, and I, I was just declaring when we're singing out and declaring praises. I just said the statement, you know, Jesus, Jesus, your life. And I just felt him go, like, just hone in and say, start speaking that here today. Because it does, sometimes if we're not careful, we'll take what God did and somehow lower it to something less than what he did. Jesus did not come just to give life, he is life. And there's a there's a huge difference because life is not something He gives external to Himself. It is Himself. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and I'm the life. I come to give you eternal life, but that life is in the Son, not from the Son. I want to tell you what you need is in the Son, not from the Son. You need joy. You don't need it from God. You need God because in His presence is fullness of joy. It's in Him. You need peace? He says, I'm the Prince of Peace. It's in me. Sometimes we're wanting something from God. And He goes, I am your righteousness. I am your exceedingly great reward. I am your life. I am your joy. I am your peace. You want something else apart from me? And sometimes we just need a revelation of the fullness of the God that lives in you. I could almost preach. There's a bit more of a spirit of naughtiness in the second service. It's hovering somewhere around. Father, we thank you for your goodness. Anyone say amen to that? Father, we thank you that you are good. Again, your goodness is you. You are a good God. In you there is life, there is joy, there is peace, there is righteousness. And we thank you that you are life and you are light. Huh. Pastor Sharon just said before about he's on a mission to fight against this consumerism. And as I just said that word light, I just felt the Holy Spirit remind me. It says, yeah, in Him there is no shadow. Everything God created, He looked at the light. The first thing said, it is good. I want to prophesy and declare over your spirit into your life right now that the light is good. The darkness is not. 
Some of us are dancing around the edges. Some of us have got almost like two uh, our foot in both camps and wondering why life is such a challenge. God says, choose you this day. In Him, there is life. There's an enemy that wants to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus comes to give life. And Lord, we just pray that in this place, there'll be such revelation of the truth that you've asked me to proclaim here today. Lord, we want to hear what your Spirit says. Lord, I take authority over any voice from the enemy that would try to cloud things, fog things, be it in the listener or me as I speak, oh God. And we're just asking that the only voice that is heard in this meeting right now is the Holy Spirit. We say, speak, Lord, for we're listening. Speak, Lord. We want to hear, lean in, take heed to what you're saying. And Lord, we're asking that life be the result. Life be the result. Lord, we ask all these things in the name of Jesus and for your glory. And everyone said, Amen. Truthfully, you may be seated. Is anyone doing all right? Thank you so much. God bless you. I love musicians. Praise God. So good to be here with you again today. I want to get right into it. And there's something simple I want to bring. Uh, I think it might come out a little differently to even the first service. But I want you to, I want to say a statement. And will you go on a journey with me for the, just the next little while? And allow the Spirit of God to drop it into your spirit. Because um, the way it works for me, and Pastor Sharon and Pastor Jan know this is, I'm not a teacher. If you want just teaching, I'm sorry, not the right person necessarily for that. Um, I'm not just a preacher, but God has called me um, as a prophet. And that's simply what is God saying right now into this situation, both of you corporately and individually. And um, I'm not sure what you think when I say that, if it's like, how can you say that? And isn't it amazing that Paul and Peter and others, they start their epistles and they say, you know, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. Sometimes we actually need to step into what God's called us to rather than shrink back and think that that's humility. If we shrink back from what God calls us into, it's not humility, it's disobedience. Some of you are loving me already, aren't you? Some of us shrink back, I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy. I want to say it, I think I might have said it before, but don't disqualify what God has qualified. If God says you are now the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, uh, I love the story of Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 6 and verse 1. He had a vision of God high and lifted up, saw God as glorious as He actually is. Our God is awesome as we just sang. And what was his response? He fell down on his face. He said, man, I'm, woe to me. I'm a man of unclean lips and I live among a people that have got unclean lips. And I looked at what the word unclean means and it actually means infamous, defiled, polluted. Here's a man of God with infamous, he's known for his potty mouth, defiled, polluted. That's what it means in the Hebrew. And he, when he had a revelation of God, he fell down, confessed, this is who I am. The serpent reached down, touched his tongue with the coal, speaking of forgiveness. The next moment, God Almighty, who is pure and holy and righteous, said, we need someone to speak for us. 
who will go? And here's the man that has just said, I am unworthy because he had been forgiven and he received what God has done as greater than what he had done. He said, will you send me? And God says, you go. Some of us are putting too long a delays on our re-engagement because of what we've done. None of this I intended to say. None of this in the first service. I just feel God speaking. God's really honing me in some people that have been in the battle and you've shrunk back because of what you've done. And you believe in doing so very subtly, but you honestly believe you're honoring God by giving it more time. I want to just say to you, if you felt the Spirit prompt you and you've responded to God in repentance, that's it. Finished. It is done. Jesus did not hang on the cross and say, we're almost there. Just can you try a bit harder? He said, it is finished. If God Almighty can say to a man with polluted, defiled, infamous uh, lips in the next breath, go, then why can't you? Some of you sitting back, some of you hanging back. I'm not talking just physically. I'm talking about in your posture because you're waiting to get to a certain place before you engage. The Spirit of God says, now is the time. Now is the time. But Steve, I'm still on a journey. And which one of us are not? Seriously, none of us are further along. We, you know, we're all on this journey. We're all running forward and sometimes stumbling forward. Or is that just me? Anybody else talk to me if you're honest in this place? It's not all up, it's not all just beautiful and roses. Sometimes we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. But you know what? We do not need to fear evil because God Almighty is with us. Even though the steps of a good man are ordered by God and God delights in them, even though they fall. God delights in them, even though they fall. God delights in you, even though you fall. God delights in you, even though you fall. There's a revelation. And you will not be cast down because he'll uphold you. But he must be turning his back. No, he'll uphold you with his hand and say, come on, son, let's keep on going. God is not as put out by your sin and moments of sin as you are. You think that's all consuming. He says, let's remove that so we can keep on walking together. Let's not make sin bigger than Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Let's not make moments of failure the thing that defines us in our life. I am defined by Jesus Christ who lives in me. It's no longer I that live. Oh, Paul, the apostle who was Saul the terrorist, was able to come to a point in his life. He killed Christians and he came to a point, I am innocent of the blood of all men. Some of us need to say to ourselves in this place today, I am innocent of that. I am innocent. Some people have labeled you, but I want to tell you that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Oh, sometimes we well-intentioned say you need to claim it. You need to claim it. I am an alcoholic. I am this. I am that. I am divorced. You are who Jesus says you are. So let me ask you a question. What will you come into agreement with today? Now I'm getting back on track. Anyone doing all right? I get exhausted when I come here. Actually, I get exhausted when I go most... I just scribbled on his notes because that was the spirit of naughtiness that just jumped. But it's, uh, what do you come into agreement with? Sorry, Pastor Sheridan, that was very naughty of me. Actually, it's not true. I'm not sorry. 
Clear. I just. One moment. Quite a good looking bunch of people. All right. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious me. Too much, too much joy in the house of God. In his presence, there's fullness of joy. We need to look like we're baptized and something other than lemon juice at times because God is good. Amen? You might not like me, but God smiles on me. I got up this morning, said, Father, speak to me. I listened. And he just said, this is my son whom I love. I'm well pleased. That's, that's a nice way to start your day. He said it to Jesus, but we're co-heirs with Christ in this world. We're like Jesus. He's the firstborn among many brethren. We're born of incorruptible seed that what Father gave Jesus, Father gave us what he spoke over Jesus. He spoke over us what he gave to Jesus. He gave to us. So maybe you need to just wake up in the morning here. Your father say, this is my son. This is my daughter. I love you and I'm well pleased. That's an empowering way to start your day, isn't it? So I want to ask you this question. What do you come into agreement with? There's a, there's a verse in 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 26, and this is Solomon writing uh, 1 Kings 8, 26, and he says, And now, God of Israel, let your word, God, let your word that you promised your servant David, my father, let your word that you promised him come true. Let your word that you promise come true. Can I declare over your life that God's word that he has promised come true? Anyone want to receive that? Oh, the Bible is full of promises of God and you've received some promises from God. Opposition has come. Circumstances have come. There's been contradictions. There's been pain. There's been denials. There's been delays. There have been people that have said things. There have been people that have cut you down. But I want to declare over your life that let God's word that he promised come true. As I read that, let your word that you promise come true. I, I felt God say that all of us come into agreement with things that are spoken. Your life is where it is today. I'm not talking about the physical circumstances of your life. Let's not define ourselves by the physical circumstances of our life. Can we do that, people? Because you can have two people in the same physical circumstances and one just smells, the fragrance of Christ is all over them, and one smells like they've been through the fire, and there's bitterness in her. Have you ever met people that have been like almost through the, from the same family, through the same thing, and the difference is so remarkable? Does anyone know what I'm talking about? So let's not allow what we're going through, what we've been through, the realities of our life to define us, because if we believe that, we're actually coming into agreement with the wrong voice. And we all live our lives coming into agreement with things that are spoken. Unfortunately, many times we come into agreement with the wrong voices. In my life, too many times, I come into agreement with the wrong voices. Sometimes we, we don't do things because people said we wouldn't do things. Sometimes we actually do things because people said that we would do things. Sometimes we haven't tried because someone said, you'll never amount to much. Sometimes, very subtly, we come into agreement with voices that scream so loud. Anyone here ever would be honest enough to join me and say that sometimes feelings are voices that scream pretty loud? 
Feelings can be voices that debilitate, can't they? They can rob you of your purpose and destiny. They can make it impossible to even get out of bed. And sometimes if we're not careful, we come into agreement with feelings. That our minds, anyone here in your mind is just like you can't switch it off and it's just constantly and it's just attacks and barrage of things and, and it's just the voices. And sometimes we can come into agreement with that. The Bible talks about the enemy. He prowls around and he's, he's, he's a deceiver. He's one who fires the fiery darts of the enemy. And sometimes he fires just arrows into your mind, poison into your mind. Sometimes it's the enemy. Sometimes it's other people, as I said. It can be friends. It can be family. It can be parents. It can be children. It can be teachers. It can be employers. And there's things that are spoken. And when we get down the track, we realize that that word, what was spoken, has actually shaped our life. And sometimes we unintentionally come into agreement with the wrong thing. And I've got a word of release, empowerment, encouragement for you today. And that is that everyone in this room can actually choose to come into agreement with what God says. God will never lead you into a small, confined space. He leads you into life and life everlasting, into a spacious place. And I want to go to the Word of God now in Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to 45. And I want to read a passage of Scripture that you probably know. It's about Mary. And, but let's see what God wants to say to us. Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to 45. Hmm. Let's read this together, Luke chapter 1 and verse 26. In the sixth year of, in the sixth month rather, of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. And if you know this, say it with me. The, the virgin's name was? Very good, Mary. The angel went to her and said, and greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. How many people think that's a great greeting? If you've got an angel coming to you, how many people want that to be a good start? That's, that's, just, that's better than some of the alternatives. Okay, let me read it again. Greetings, you who are highly... I just had one of those naughty moments where just greetings, it's like, it just sounds strange, an angel, greetings, Anyway, you had to be inside my head for that to be anywhere near funny. Um, greetings, you who are highly favored. Settle down over here. Um, the Lord is with you. And Mary was greatly troubled at these words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. See, she was a smart cookie. She knew what's coming next. There's something coming after that. Verse 30. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. That's good. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great, we sang about it this morning, and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever, and his kingdom will never end. 
How many people know that story? How many have ever stopped and rather than just, oh, I know that story, stepped in and thought, how would I respond if that was me 2,000 years ago? An angel comes and says, um, you are so favored by God, you, you're going to get pregnant and you're going to give birth to God. And you'll live forever on the throne of David, your father, who's been dead for hundreds and thousands, thousands of years. Um, see, we read the story and just keep on moving. Some of the things God speaks over us are not easy to understand. Sometimes if we limit our acceptance to what God says based on what we understand, we'll miss some incredible, divine, supernatural opportunities. God gave you and I the gift of a mind. But if we're not careful, the very gift that God gave us, because part of love the Lord you God with all your heart, soul, mind, if we're not careful, the thing that God gave us as a gift can be the very thing that stops us from entering in. We need to engage our mind, but let's not allow our mind to become greater than the God who is speaking. Can I hear an amen? Some of the things are only received by faith. So let's keep on reading. She's just been said, told, you're going to give birth to the Son of God who will live forever. Okay, let's look at her response. 34. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? I don't know if you got that. You're going to give birth to God. And her greatest question is, how can that be? I'm a virgin. How about you're going to give birth to the Son of God? And, and, and I read that and I think, it, she didn't say, how's that possible? It's okay, but how? How's it going to be? And then you keep on reading in verse 35. The angel answered, well, okay, let me answer you. The Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God because the Holy Spirit will actually make you pregnant with the Son of God. We sang it, conceived by in Christ the Son in that song just before. Even Elizabeth, your relative is is going to have a child in her old age, and she who is said to be unable to conceive. Oh, I didn't see this before. Did you hear that? She who was said, someone had told her, you are unable to conceive, is now in her sixth month. And I just felt the Holy Spirit say, Elizabeth was able to conceive because she came into agreement with a God that she was in relationship with, not what a doctor or someone else pronounced over her. And she was able to conceive. And then verse 38, Mary responds, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. That, that's incredible power of agreement, don't you think? You're going to give birth to the Son of God. How is that possible? I'm virgin. Well, be the Holy Spirit. Okay, well, if you say it, I'm going to come into agreement with it. And I want to ask you today, are you living life coming into agreement with what God has said in His Word and to you personally? Then the angel left her and about, and at that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, verse 40, where she entered Zechariah's home. 
and she greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And I want to say to you, it's incredible what can happen in other people's lives when we come into agreement with God's Word. Mary received God's Word and went there, and when she had received it, if she had rejected it, they never would have had this encounter. What would have happened? I don't know. But she received this impossible Word and said, I will come into agreement. And she went to a woman of faith who had also come into agreement and had conceived. And when she did, the, the child leapt within her, and she was filled with the Spirit of God. Never underestimate the power of a life that comes into agreement with what God says. Some of us are praying for some changes. Some of us desperately need some situations and circumstances to change, and we are doing all that we can. And I feel by the Spirit of God, some of us need to stop doing and start to come into agreement with what God has prophetically spoken. The power is in what God said not what we do. Some of us are trying to do, but we're not in agreement with what God said. But Steve, it hasn't happened. There's been knockbacks. There's been setbacks. There has been in all of our lives. Pastor Jan, there's been knockbacks. There's been setbacks. But you keep on going because we have determined that the evidence I see, the facts I see, will not derail me in my faith of a God who is always faithful. When what God said and my reality do not connect, then I come to the conclusion that as a creator being, there is a lack in my understanding, not in my God. There is never... A lack in my God. Let me read you a few more scriptures about our God here today. This is what it says in Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11. I'm talking about what do you come into agreement with? Oh, I pray that you're receiving what God's saying today. Because your future is linked to what you come into agreement with today. It is not linked to what happened yesterday. Did you hear me? It is not. Stop allowing these things to define us. We're defined by Almighty God. And we're going to come into agreement. If you said it, we're going to hold on. We said it, you're going to hold on. Oh, it's not just a word of faith once. It's, it's the holding on, the holding on, the holding on, the holding on, the holding on. You say, it's easy for you to see. No, I got to keep on holding on. Any other spiritual men and women, you got to keep on holding on. Keep on holding on. Get up each morning. Keep on holding on. Haven't seen the change. Haven't seen it. Seven years. Haven't seen a change in a situation that is desperately important to me. But I keep on declaring, God, this is your word. God, this is your word. God, this is your word. And sometime there will come a tipping point between my prayers and my reality. And I'm not going to throw away my confidence on the journey. There's some men and women in this room that say, I'm going to keep on holding on. I'm going to come into agreement with what God says. Isaiah 55, 10 and 11 says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish. Oh, I felt the Spirit of God just speak to me and He said, Look at the result of the rain and the snow. It's not to flood, it's not to drown, it's not to cause devastation. It's actually to water the earth, to make it blood, bud, to make it flourish so that it yields seed to the sower and bread for the eater. And I want to declare over your life, when God does something in your life, it's not to devastate you and, dis and cause destruction, but it's actually to come and make you bud and flourish. Don't believe the lie that following Christ narrows your life and places a burden on you. 
if, if you believe that you're coming into agreement with a lie, it might be packaged in a way that it looks right to you, but it's not right. Jesus said the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I came to give you life and life more abundantly. Some of us need to come in agreement with God and not the enemy's lies. He comes and he makes it bud and flourish and, gives, and it yields seed for the sower and bread to the eater. And he says, and as that rain comes down, as that snow comes down and causes fruitfulness, so my word that goes out from my mouth, says God, it will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Can I speak into your spirits right now? You might say, but it hasn't happened. You're still breathing. God is still writing. God is still doing things in our lives. Sometimes we take the Word of God and we add timing to it. It would have happened by now. It would have happened this way. We see in part. We know in part. We prophesy. We look through a glass dimly. We do not know. But I want to tell you, even if we die and the fulfillment hasn't come, God is not a man that he should lie. There is something in his divine purpose that still keeps him faithful. You read in Hebrews oh, chapter 11 where it talks about all these men and women of faith. You can read this in Hebrews 11 where it says they lived in faith and they died in faith, still believing the promise and looking for it. Oh, where are the men that will live in faith, the women that will live in faith and even die in faith? Even if we do not see it this side of eternity, we will live in faith and we will die in faith knowing that our God is faithful. What do you come into agreement with? 2 Corinthians 1, 20 to 22. Just felt the Holy Spirit say, some of you are saying, well, I don't actually come into agreement with anything necessarily. I'm just doing life. And some people just thought that. And God would say, we all come into agreement with something. But many times it's unintentional. We don't know. And to come into agreement with the Word of God doesn't happen accidentally. It's a choice that we make. And if you're saying, well, I don't actually come into agreement with anything necessarily, I'm just living life, then can I love you enough to say then you're not coming to agreement with God? I know that sounds direct, but I'm not here. I've got to love you enough to speak the truth, okay? I hope this is okay. Because I'm even challenged, even in recent days, that the, the, the default to going by what I feel, going by what I think, going by what the circumstances say. I'm not unintentionally going against God, but I find myself um, moments, hours down the track, and I pause and I suddenly have this, hang on, what does God say? And I recall to my memory by the Holy Spirit, okay, God this is what I feel, this is what I see, this is the facts, this is reality, this is what the doctors say, this is how my body feels, this is what they've said. But hang on, God says something different. I've got a choice right now. I've got a choice right now. And my friends, I want to live today coming into agreement with what God says. It takes a choice. It takes a choice. It says in 2 Corinthians 1.20, 
through to verse 22. For no matter how many promises God has made, and He's made a lot, they are yes in Christ. And so through Christ, the amen, the let it be, the word of agreement. God, if you said it, I'm going to come into agreement with it. That's what amen is. The let it be. The amen is spoken by us now to the glory of God. Now it is God who makes both you and I stand firm in Christ. He anointed us. He set the seal of ownership on us. He put His Spirit in our hearts as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. So what do you come into agreement with? Do you want to honor God? Do you want God to get glory from your lives? I, I do. I really, really, really do. He says, so the amen to what God has said, the coming into agreement to what God has said is spoken by us to the glory of God. Some of us are desperately trying to honor God and do the things that honor God. And God would say to us today, are you in agreement with what I've said? One of the things my wife and I do at times when we feel, when we're praying to situations, when we're believing for something, but the evidence is proving contrary. Anyone been there? We go to God's Word. We say, God, we need you to speak. God gives us a scripture. We print it out. We put it on the mirror in our bathroom. So we're seeing it every day. And despite what we see, despite the circumstances, despite the oppositions, despite the setbacks, despite the voices, despite the feelings, we'll start to declare it, declare it, declare it, declare it, declare it. We need to come into agreement with God. God says. Some of you in your physical bodies need to come into agreement with what God says. Some of us in our broken relationships need to come into agreement with what God says. For some of us with wayward sons and daughters, we need to come into agreement with what God says. And we need to start to prophesy, to declare out of our mouth, life and death is in the power of our tongue. And I want to tell you, we can just speak to the way things are. Oh, they're, they're like this and they'll never change and this is the circumstances. Or we can lift up our eyes, lift up our voice and start to declare, you know what? This is what God says. And I'm adding my amen. I'm adding my amen. If you say God hasn't given me any promises, let me just give you a little quick um, Bible summary. Beginning of Genesis, in the beginning, God. The last word of Revelation, amen, let it be. In between your promises. There you go. God bless you. Let me read one more scripture to you. Then I'm going to pray. wonder if our brother could come back up. Thank you, mate. I pray that you really are getting the simplicity of what I'm saying today. I'm not saying the ease, <laughs> but the simplicity. And that is what will we choose to come into agreement with. This is what it says in Revelation chapter 12, verse 10 and 11. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, now has come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of His Messiah. How many people like that? Two, three. Okay, I'm going to read it again. Now has come the salvation of our God. 
Now has come the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah. Does anyone like that? Then it says this, because the accuser of the brothers and the sisters, oh, we let the Spirit of God speak to you in these last few minutes. The accuser, oh, now has come God's intention, God's power and God's kingdom and salvation. But there's an accuser. But I want to tell you about that accuser we read in Revelation. For the accuser of the brothers and sisters who accuses God's people day and night has been hurled down. Not will be, he has been hurled down. Jesus went back, took back the keys and said, it is finished. I'm in charge again. Father seated in heavenly places in Ephesians 1 and gave him the name above every name. He gave us in Matthew 16 the keys to the kingdom. He says, I've given you now authority over all the enemy's power, Luke 10, 19. Not I will, I have. And this accuser who speaks words that we so often come into agreement with, that we'll never amount to much, that we'll never make it, that God can't use us, that I'm just a failure, that I'm just a sinner, whatever it may be. It says he's been hurled down. And now these brothers and sisters in this room, we triumph over him, the accuser, the one who speaks, because we all come into agreement with something spoken. It says that we triumph over him by the blood of the Lamb. How many people believe that's powerful? Come on. By the blood of the Lamb, by what Jesus Christ says. But it is not a full stop after that. Because His blood was shed for all mankind, but many never come into agreement or eternal life. He says, I overcome them. The accuser, you've got to overcome them by the blood of the Lamb. I've done my part, says Jesus. It's finished. It's complete. I've given you authority, but you overcome them by what I've done. And now what you do, the word of your testimony. Are you going to come into agreement with him or with me? I felt the Spirit of God say that some of us need to change allegiance today. Oh, it sounds strong. It sounds tough. But, you know, it, it, it's not that we're following the devil. Don't get me wrong. But we, oh, wow. Just saw something. Wow. How many people know that Jesus deeply loved Peter? How many people deeply, deeply, deeply loved him? To the point that when he denied, cursed and swore and said, I never knew this man. Talk about betrayal. When he sees Jesus again, Jesus never mentions his sin. He just says, do you love me? Yeah, then feed my sheep. Do you love me? Feed them. Feed them. He just commissioned him, recommissioned him, recommissioned him. The prodigal son who came back to his father and falls and I've sinned, I've sinned. How many times does the father mention his sin? Not once, just clothed him. Just, this is the heart of God. But the same Jesus that loved Peter so much, when Peter came and said something different to God's plan, he said, get behind me, Satan. He's saying you're coming into agreement with the wrong thing here. The Father's plan might not always be easy, but it's always best. And we can do all things through Christ. And so I'm asking you today boldly, what will you come into agreement with in your personal lives? And, you, and as a church, it's not about following the devil or following God. But, but Peter was following Jesus. He was a disciple of Jesus. But Jesus said boldly to him, you've got to stop coming into agreement with what the, the enemy wants to stop me going to the cross. 
What was the enemy's temptation of Jesus in Matthew 4? He knew that Jesus was coming to die on the cross for our sins and rise again. And he goes, I've got to try to sabotage that. So he said to him, come on, if you come and bow down, I'll give you power now. I'll give it all to you now. And Jesus said, ah, 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 it is written. I'm not coming into agreement with what you said. I'm coming into agreement with what my father said. It is a subtle thing to come into agreement with something other than what God said. Let me tell you what should be one of the most frequent statements that you make. What does God say? If you're taking notes, just write that down. What does God You get up in the morning, man, you're feeling terrible. Yeah, but what does God say? You go to the doctors and they say this, 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 this. And you say, yeah, but what does God say? I don't know how many years ago, almost 20, close to 20 years ago, 17 years ago, whatever it was, that my dad went into the doctors. They said 80% of your arteries and all that are all blocked and subsidiaries are blocked. There's nothing we can do. We can't do anything. They're blocked too much. You've got a very bleak existence. You need to stop what you're doing. You need to go to the beach somewhere, sit. Your life is going to be miserably short. And that's it. And he walked out of that and something rose up. And by the Spirit of God, he just, him and mum grabbed hands in the car before they even turned on the car. And they said, we're going to bind the words that have been spoken. That might be man's thing, but God has called us. God has a plan and purpose. And we're going to come into agreement with what God has says. My dad is still going on. He believes, we believe he's got another 20 years. He's already 68. He has, he has just impacted the world. And he said, we are not going to come into agreements. Hang on. Was the doctor being a tool of the enemy? Was he being an evil, malicious? No. He was speaking to the realities and the facts. But faith is based in the evidence of what we do not see. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. I'm not talking about resisting every evil voice. I'm talking about not coming into alignment with any voice if it's contrary to what God has declared. Some of us in our marriage, with our kids, with our families, with our work, with our health, with our finances, with our emotions, we're coming by default into agreement with something other than what God says. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free, but we need to stand firm. Otherwise, we'll be entangled again by that yoke of slavery. If we are not intentional, we lose by default. And in your life and in my life, there's a holy invitation to us today to come into agreement with what God has said. But here's the deal. We can't come into agreement with what we don't know. We need to know God's Word. We need to hide it in our hearts so that we can live in agreement with God's Word. I wonder if you'd just stand with me today as we pray. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Some of you are just at the moment wrestling, saying, yeah, Steve, I just can't. I've tried. I can't. Can I tell you that this is how subtle it is. The Bible says you can do all things through Christ. It gives you the strength. So if we're right now saying, uh, but I, I can't, or what are you going to come into agreement with? It's this, it's this subtle. It's this, it's this frequent, frequent sometimes in our lives. 
I had to come into agreement. I said in the first service, I had to come into agreement this morning with God or my feelings. Yesterday, I had to come into agreement with God or my feelings. I have to come into agreement with God's Word frequently. Wouldn't you like it if you could do it once and that lasted for the rest of your life? When you work that out, come come and lay hands on me. It's not that some people are more spiritual. It's that some people continually persist in the right direction more than others. True spirituality is from those who set their mind and say, I'm going to continue. If I stumble, I'm going to continue. If I don't feel like it, I'm going to continue. If the facts say differently, I'm going to continue. I'm going to be in God's Word. But even more importantly, God's Word is going to be in me. The purpose of the Bible is not for you to get through the Bible, but the Bible to get through to us. It's to get into us. And so let's pray. Father, I read in a quote just the other day from Pastor Brian Houston and Live, Love, Lead. He said, regardless of where you may be in life right now, God has brought you to this moment for His purpose. And I want to declare that God has brought you to this moment for His purpose, personally, corporately. Church, pastors, leaders, there are some courageous faith steps that you're engaged in and that are coming up. And if you're not careful, very subtly, we can listen to logic and common sense more than come into agreement with what God has said. I'm charging you as a church and as individuals, um, calling us all, myself up, to saying, we will frequently step back and say, yeah, but what does God say? And then we'll choose to come into agreement with what God has said. felt the Holy Spirit say that some of us are praying about some situations and I felt specifically to do with people that you loved ones that you want to see saved and it felt like a blockage and I, I, I just felt the Holy Spirit say today afresh will you come into agreement with what I said and God as we do Would you please do the supernatural that we can't do? If you need that breakthrough in your life, whatever it may be, lift your hands to heaven right now. And I wonder if before we just say, God, just touch people. If the Spirit of God has spoken to you today and you just want to live life coming into agreement moment by moment, day by day with what God has said, I want you to verbalize that out of your mouth. God, I want to come into agreement. I want to live in agreement with what you say. I don't want to live by circumstances. I don't want to live by feelings. I don't want to live by what that teacher or that parent or what that boss said, Lord. I don't want to live by my faults and failures of yesterday or yesteryear, oh God. Lord, I want to come into agreement with what you said. Lord, daily I want to come into agreement. I want to get up in the morning and know that your mercy is new every morning. Great is your faithfulness, oh God. I want to come into agreement. And Lord, you hear the cry of your people. So Lord, as we do that, 
would you do what only you can do? Would you do what only you can do? And we ask all these things for the glory of God and for the blessing of people. Amen. I'm so looking forward to being back with you tonight. God's given me a passage of Scripture. He told me to read through, see what God is saying, and then we're going to prophetically declare and we're going to come into agreement with it tonight. And it's powerful. It's powerful. I believe not only spiritually and emotionally and with dreams, but also physically, naturally, that maybe some people that have been in a place of barrenness, and I'm talking even physically, can't conceive that God is going to do something tonight. And we're going to prophetically come into agreement with what God has said and believe that fruitfulness is going to come from barrenness. I believe there's going to be a supernatural, spiritual shift that takes place tonight. So come back, bring friends back. But lastly, there's a bunch of resources out there, and I really ask you to look at them. And Great, great things. I don't have time to mention them all. I just want to mention this one, Bulletproof Your Marriage. Mum wrote it uh, late last year as her life message. Uh, God likes marriages. Some of, the, some of the married people agree with me. This, this, this is awesome. God created marriages. And we live in a world at the moment, you guys in New Zealand know this very well as we do in Australia, that there is an enemy that is not only attacking individual marriages, but the very constitution of marriage, the very God's intention of marriage. And he's trying to redefine it and change it. I don't know where it's at here. I think you, you guys are even further down the slope than we are, and we're following. But I want to tell you right now, whenever God births something, whenever God created something, the enemy wants to destroy it. And I say no more. I say we can have marriages that don't have to be the same divorce rate as the world and the church, that we can go through the valley and we can come out the other side, that we learn to fight together, not against each other, that we fight for our marriage, not against each other. You know what? If you've got a bad marriage, you need to buy this book. The principles in it are powerful. It's so easy to read. Mum and dad, they had a marriage in the first, uh, after the first six weeks or so, mum said, I married the wrong, she woke up one morning and said, I married the wrong man. I'm normal, he's Irish, this is not going to work. And she said, but I don't believe in divorce, so if this is going to work, God, you've got a plan, you're going to have to reveal it. And she went to dad and says, I'm not going to settle for this. We're going to have a God-honoring marriage. Are you with me? And he says, I'm with you. So they set out to know, God, how can we do this? 47 years later, they are so in love, it's almost sickening at times. And, but that's okay because my children say the same thing to me. Just get a room. Just, just Come on, seriously. We love each other so, so much. But you know what? It takes continued perseverance in the right direction. And I beg every married couple to get one of these books. Please get it out there and other things. God bless you. Thanks for your time. Look forward to seeing you tonight. This afternoon, you'll, you'll have a choice. What will I come into agreement with? I pray you'll step back and say, what does God say? And come into agreement with that. God bless you. Fantastic. Something there for every one of us, eh? What a challenge. Hey, um, we're going to receive an offering to bless Steve and his ministry. It's faith-based ministry. 
And so it's our pleasure to do that. If the host could just read yourselves, please. And thank you. Thank you, Steve. It's fantastic to have you with us. Yeah, if you would like to receive that, that would be great. Thanks. Wonderful. Lance and Sue and Sue, our condolences are with you on the loss of Elsie this week. That's a, that's a sad, sad occasion for your family, but we celebrate with you also as she's transitioned to be with Jesus. So, Ray, would you like to just grab a couple of people with you and go and pray for Lance and Sue and family? It's great to see you, Nick and Katie. That would be awesome. As we finish up, I really encourage you to come back tonight. Please be purposed in your giving as you leave. There are um, uh, giving stations on the left of both the doors as you go out. There's envelopes in the back of your seats. If you'd like to give that way, put it in a brown box as you leave. But we really do need to be purposed in our giving. It's, it's how we do what we do is because of the generosity and the, the committed giving of a generous church. So I thank you and I encourage you in that. Have a great afternoon. Father, I pray, as we go, we would go knowing the God of peace is with us. That wherever we are, whenever we're there, we'd be like Jesus this week. We would be a light on a hill, a city on a hill. That people would notice there's something about us and we would be quick to share the testimony of Jesus Christ. So I ask that as we leave, one, you'd remind us to listen to the right voices. And two, you would... Um, fill us with courage and purpose I pray to be the people you've called us to be in Jesus name Amen have a great afternoon love to see you out tonight 6pm